Good evening, everyone. It's 8.50 p.m. here in Hyderabad. And the weather is playing hide and seek. I've woken up at 3.30 a.m. today and had planned a two-hour run. But it was still drizzling. So, change of plans. I decided to bike for two hours later in the day. So, took a shower, lit the lamp, wrote my morning journal, had my cup of coffee, and I started working on my to-do list. And one of the things that I wanted to do was to check WhatsApp business API integration with the website. Got a few information about it and uh, send that information to Venkat to see if we can integrate that in the website. Once that was done, I worked on the VO2max based plan. And it's a 32 week plan, long plan that I've created with a base of 18 hours as the max number of training hours and then deriving percentages for each week. So that's from the 10,000 feet view, keeping the base as 18 and then dividing the percentages across 32 weeks and then breaking it down those percentages for each discipline. So that stuff is done. And now I need to go one level down 5000 feet. I need to distribute the hours for each discipline per week. Now that's another huge uh, task that's pending. But I'm happy that I could lay the template. And once I do the hourly thing for each week, then comes identifying when should each test be done and what are the big days which will have those big weeks. So yeah, once I finish A to Z of uh, the triathlon plan, then I will move on to the other plans for half Ironman, marathon and other training plans. But this is a good start. A tough one. I think once I finish with the template, I will ask Heinz to help me out for the half marathon and the marathon and help me define those percentages so that I can focus on completing the triathlon based plan for Ironman. After that, uh, I did went for a two-hour bike ride. Went means I was on the trainer, bike trainer at home. And while I was on the bike trainer, I listened to one podcast from Mind Valley by Mary Diamond, and that was about feng shui. And believe me, I could relate to it very well and I have not studied about Feng Shui at all I didn't I knew what Feng Shui is but I never studied it 
So I decided, you know, I need to show this to Seema. But just after the bike ride, I had to have my lunch, take a shower and then quickly go to my daughter's school to sign on her papers for her 12th standard exam. So Seema and I quickly went to her school. We reached around at 2.20 and we met Raghu, Nimi and her daughter. Then after signing the papers, we dropped Raghu till Cyber Towers and my daughter was insisting on having some snack outside. So I reluctantly agreed to go to McDonald's, not something that I would prefer or like. But this is what the new generation likes and it was their choice. So we went there, I ordered a cappuccino for myself and they ordered burgers and uh, the five of us sat and had some of the fries and burgers. I couldn't eat those fries much, they tasted like plastic, believe me. I didn't love it, like it a bit. After that, uh, I dropped Nimi and her daughter to her home and then we headed back home. After reaching home, I attended a few calls and then showed Seema the video about Marie Diamond. It's in YouTube. And when she was going through it, I just talked to her. We paused for a few min minutes after going through the videos and I would tell her what I was feeling like. Now, I just talk about a few things that she was talking, which I could definitely relate to. Now, let me just open up that image that uh, she had taken a few snapshots off and uh, where will I find that you should find it in your photos so um, okay skip where is my albums WhatsApp images, no, camera, yes, why can't I see my latest images, back up and sync, these are old ones, ah, there, Today. Today. Where's that? Activate. Yeah, camera. Why can't I find my images? 
September. <sighs> okay. This doesn't look like... Uh, And it's okay, I'll talk talk about it um, later on. Let me just see one more time if I'm able to check the gallery. Yes. Okay, there I got it. Surprising. You're using through WhatsApp. Yeah. So just talking about the three levels of the law of attraction. And she said that each level is 33% influence that happens in your life. The first one is heavenly luck. That's something that you, when you connect your soul through meditation and spirituality and uh, the talent that you have, that's heavenly luck. The second one is human luck, which means what thoughts and feelings and actions that you manifest you know, to the universe is, is something that is called human luck and that's only 33% of it. Now the third one is earth luck. That's another 33%. If you see, that's, that's the huge piece also. So what this earth luck means is your environment, how it is, how you set it up. And Cleanliness is one thing that she was talking about. Declutter. She used the word declutter. And I could resonate with what she was saying. The reason I could resonate is every day I was asking my subconscious mind that I want to progress. I want to have 100 active trainees. I want to achieve this. I want to do a sub-3 marathon. How do I do this? And I've been questioning it, writing it, writing it on a notebook before sleeping. And when I used to wake up, I used to always get this answer. Sunil, clean up your home. Declutter it. Remove the dog cage that's empty, that's lying outside. Clean up the veranda that's where your broken stuff is kept. Wooden and marbles have been kept. Remove it. And this is true. I had never seen this video before. It is only today that I saw this and today that I heard this podcast. But my subconscious mind was guiding me the very same thing Mary Diamond was talking about. And she said, very simple, your environment also is very important for your success. So don't clutter your house. Remove 10% of the stuff that is not needed. And 10% is a lot of stuff. And I'm learning the hard way because I'm asking my subconscious mind for giving me the answers. Whereas there are already experts who already know these answers. Now, whether we believe in Feng Shui or not, the concepts were very simple and I could resonate with it. I was working hard. I am working hard. I am doing meditation. I am doing everything. 
but i've always felt that my progress was slow so i decided that my voice is telling me just clean up the place clean up your home keep it clean you know my mom, wife used to tell you know oh i'm so sorry when guests just come I, i'm so sorry my house is in a mess you know and now i know the answer when you say your house is in a mess you are in a mess too how can you live in mess you need to live in cleanliness not in mess and this is one thing that i want to change and i have been doing that and you know for the last 2 weeks i have managed to declutter some of the stuff and i can see magic happening believe me i used to get one call a month of prospective mfs trainees or tribesmen now i'm getting at least one call a day now whether they convert or whether they join me as a trainee is a different issue but i'm getting one call a day and that's a big step towards me to realize this just decluttering the home is inviting prosperity which means there's a lot of work that i still need to do keeping my house clean keeping the way i work the way i need to um make sure that this vibrancy is remarkable is just remarkable so i can actually see things changing by just doing these things without even going through this video of, of hers so that's the important of cleanliness that's the important of cleanliness so keep your house clean spick and span remove unwanted stuff declutter your home that's the key key number 1 of course she talked about how your workplace should be and and uh, what are the symbols and your energy number and other stuff It's, you know if we want we can follow those stuff i plan to do the course in mind valley regarding friendship because i could really relate to what she was saying decluttering such an amazing thing and that's she said is going to increase your prosperity by 10% 10% is a huge thing so i'm pretty happy that i took it and i feel you know this is also a job by my subconscious mind to listen to this podcast to make seema listen to it because cleanliness is not one person's job cleanliness is every person in your family has to take ownership of keeping things in the place that it's supposed to be making sure that at any point of time if any guest comes to your house they find it neat and clean they say wow what a lovely home and you welcome them you don't welcome them saying i'm so sorry my house is in a mess 
every time you utter that word remember you are living in a mess so change i am changing i have given myself time till december i'm not in a hurry but i am going to make sure that my house is spick and span it is something that i have taken and you know you need not get angry with your with your kids or your wife or whoever you we need to be patient we need to be persistent keep on repeating the same thing repetition is very important without losing patience you feel things are not good is in its place don't lose your cool repeat what you want to tell them and do it lead by example and just keep on repeating the stuff because once you repeat it every time it's going to get ingrained into the person and i think that's the mantra if you want to change anything you want to change a person repetition is the most important thing once they start believing in it things become much more easier so guys that's what is my take away today coming back to the story i need to finish it up right before i talk about what happened that early morning i would just want to dial a few years back now i was living in pune cantonment quarters and those are quarters given to the employees who are working for pune cantonment board and those class a class b class c quarters and uh, it was four four flats below and four flats up and a small terrace on top the flat was not too big either just one bedroom kitchen one bedroom kitchen there's no hall and there was a small veranda in front and since my dad was the pa to the kind of an executive officer he could get a lot of stuff done and make sure the house surroundings was very clean and tidy he put a fence around the house and made it make it look quite decent uh, but still we had a shared toilet and it had its own set of issues uh, coming back to my neighbors you know we had uh, the nayar family next to me another maharashtrian family she was a teacher in the cantonment school and one more teacher cruz auntie now my focus is i'm going to talk about cruz auntie because uh, the whole story is related to their family now cruz auntie had three children two sons and one daughter now both of all the three of them were, were quite elder to me uh, i think by 5 to 10 years now rajesh cruz one of her son was the youngest of them sandeep cruz was the second and sarita cruz was the eldest 
so they were a christian family um, basically rajesh's mom was a up hindu i guess and she had married a tamil christian so you know we were all good friends we would play together and rajesh cruz was one guy who was the favorite among all the people he would connect like magic with everyone all the aunties used to love her everybody used to you know he used to talk for hours and hours together to everybody you know he was something that i would look someone that i would look up to but uh, as he grew older he had some mental issues he started acting weird i think he was in a tenth standard he used to get fits he used to do tantrums violent he would run around naked shouting on top of his voice it looks like as if he was possessed so his family went to fakir they called a pandit they called church father they did all the mantras pujas prayers nothing was working in fact it started getting worse and worse and worse for him and that poor chap went into depression i was too young to even understand what was going around and those days i don't know if we ever knew what depression word was or what it meant to be depressed or what was the problem he was facing It's definitely today you know we are, we are much more aware and and you know he would have got the right help but um, those days just practically nothing you could do about it other than go to pandits and uh, fakirs and fathers to do something so rajesh rajesh cruz lovely child in his tenth and i am a fourth or fifth year old grader now that morning i step out of my house to buy milk and used to get it in bottle a bottle of milk i walk a few steps and i hear a sound in the terrace a cry i don't know what it was i don't know who it was i just ignore it and i walk and i hear another cry i look back i look at the terrace i felt as if somebody was calling me for help some squeaking voice i didn't know what it was i really couldn't relate to it i was too young to even think about what it was but i was scared that something's wrong even when i talk about it right now i'm getting goosebumps i walk a few further 
Now, the distance from my house to the road is around 800 meters. And to the right and left, there's nothing except a few shrubs. It's pitch dark. And I have to walk that 800 meters and then take the right or left to go and get the bottle of milk. Pitch dark. Nothing's there. I keep walking. I don't know what's happening, but I keep looking back. While I get my milk, I keep staring at the terrace. Was somebody calling me for help? I don't know what it was. I go home, give the milk, get ready to school, go to school, come back at around 3.34. And I hear Guru's auntie crying, there's a lot of crowd at the house, people are crying, I don't know what's happening. I go ask my mom, what happened? Why are they crying? She tells, Rajesh died. Rajesh, Cruz is dead. I just froze. Really? And why did he die, mom? He died in the terrace this morning. The police have conducted a post-mortem. And they say he died in the morning. I couldn't believe that. A kid. I didn't know anything. I just froze. I didn't cry. I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I've heard about ghosts. I've heard about things. I was like chilling in front of when I heard this. I couldn't bear to see his dead body. But that was not to it. The next day, my dad told, Son, go get milk. I was scared. I said, Dad, I'm scared. Rajesh just died in the terrace. I can't go get milk. I said, what nonsense are you talking, son? You better go and get milk. I don't want to hear anything. Before I whack you, just step out of the house. I didn't have a choice. Believe me, I was scared to death. I gathered the courage, took the bottle, of empty bottle, walked a few steps. I felt someone was calling me. I didn't turn back. I ran a few steps. I heard the noise getting louder. I couldn't resist. I turned back, looked at the terrace, and I could see a figure calling me. <laughs> I'm still having goosebumps right now. I ran. Just ran. I didn't know what to do. I just ran to get milk. But while coming back was worse, 
because the terrace was right in front of me the same place where he died and it still being dark i could imagine some human figure there calling me asking me for help because i heard that voice i wanted to tell this to my dad dad i don't want to go this is too much i'm getting too scared this is not helping me every time to go there my heart beat was to hit maximum heart rate without doing any physical activity i would sweat but at the same time i would get scared because i would just get whacked by my dad so many times i used to feel that i can hear his voice i heard him but i don't know how he, whether he would even believe me that the day before he died or the day he died i actually heard him it was a torture for me to go and get milk every day it went on for 2 months and after that the fear in me subsided because nothing happened and from that day onwards the seed of fearlessness was sowed inside me knowingly unknowingly by my dad he made me fearless i didn't care a damn about anything and anyone in a way it was good in some ways not so good i'll definitely tell you about the not so good part but the fear in me died thank you folks i hope you enjoyed this podcast we'll surely catch up later bye bye